The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. at the Acropolis. <laughs> we're, we're oh, no. We already got okay, tickled okay. before we even started. What happened is we've basically been podcasting in the car for a while, but without turning on the button. Without because, an audience. Well, we just started chatting, and yeah. then we were like, oh, we got to turn this thing on. Like, we've got to have a plan. I told Becca that I told my children tonight about how when I was a child, the playgrounds were more dangerous. It was like they were they were made of wood and tires and metal slides. Oh yeah. And I said, oh, Woe yeah. to the person who was wearing a slippery pants. <laughs> and then I was remembering there was some park when we were kids where so water tower the park. slide and it didn't it didn't scoop there was out no release. The there was no release just, from sliding. It just drove you straight into the ground. <laughs> in a puddle, probably. It was like, and it was wide. It was like an extra wide piece of sheet metal that just shot down and crashed. And if you, and, and then sometime around then. It, it went in like a pile driving kind yes, of situation. Yes, but it was when like the track suits were in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. the wiffly pants suit. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that could keep you on that slide. <laughs> you just oh, go whizzing word. off of it into the distance. <laughs> no, not into the distance. Into the ground. <laughs> into the puddle and the bark chips. Oh, man. That's uh, really yeah, funny. That was a good time. Oh, but here's what we need to talk about. Oh, you had a topic on hand. No, we just have to have a moment of public confession. Oh, uh, No. Yeah. Okay, public. Sure. Do it. Here it is, guys. I can't, for the life of me, (laughs) post these episodes on Facebook. And you got to acknowledge that this was your designated task. I know. Rachel's, yeah, Rachel's better at answering messages. Well, let's assume I am, because I answer them when I see them. I answer them. That was our division of labor. Well, it kind of just shook out that way. I don't think we ever assigned duties. Yeah. But I, I think the last time I managed to get an episode onto the Facebook page, it was like September 14th, I think. Yeah. Well, we got to catch up. Well, the every, problem, every week. You want to know what the real download is, is that we can't remember what we talked about. <laughs> so she texts me and says, help, I need a summary of the episode. And we both just pull a total blank. We about, don't know. We don't know Did what we, we talk? I don't know. And then, and then we try to like... I should have a cute... Oh, Rachel, do you hear the clicking? I have a creme brulee torch in my car. This creme brulee torch has been in here for a while. I just want to know if I have butane in it. No, it doesn't. And it's in the car because I brought it back because I thought it was yours. And it's Mm -hmm. not yours. I have a different one. Apparently it's mine. And it's just stayed in the car. Anyway. That confession's over. The confession is over now. No, we're going to try. Are you going to rededicate yourself? Every week I rededicate myself. And I'm like, we're going to get this. We're going to put it on Facebook. Shows you how profitable rededication. Rachel are. even took a picture of my bad sweatshirt outfit. The podcast last, sheet. Yeah, and I had that. I could have posted it, but I didn't. It was a busy week. I couldn't remember to do it. Things I happened. kept thinking, like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll get it. Oh, it's Saturday. Now it's kind of late and weird to post it now. So 
Next time. Next time. Better luck next time. So anyway, there's like 64 episodes since the last time I put one up on Facebook. Oh, well. So. Oh, well. Oh, but you know what else, though? Here's another little hot piece of news. Um, They are moving us to our own channel channel of some kind. Podcast channel. So if you are subscribed to this on. It's hard to know if they're trying to help us or get rid of us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, what they're trying to do is be kind to the subscribers because oh. you, you oh, right. get, like, if you want this, you then also end up getting, like, disputatio lectures. Oh, and right. Okay. Stuff like that. So, they're going to put us on our own channel. However, they will have us in both places. So, if you like it on the old way, you can keep on doing that for a little while because they're going to be posting in both places. But not, but then it's going to quit. Eventually, it will quit, yeah, okay. and you'll have to like resubscribe on the other you channel. Have to find the new way, but there will be all the old episodes, and everything will still be there. Okay, that's all. That but that's our housekeeping, done. and just I'll give you three guesses whether I'm going to handle that or someone else will. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be me. We're going to have to bring in another party no. <laughs> to do something. The people who load this up for us, the good people of New St. Andrews, they're going to handle it. So. Um, I was going to say, there is something that I thought we should talk about, but did we have anything we need to do before we move on to that? Mm. What have you been doing? All right. What have you been doing? What have you? What have I? Nothing as exciting as what had you. Oh my gosh. Becca finished the big quest of the many person finished dinner. Finished is, is an optimistic way of putting it because now everything is at my house. Oh. Uh, it has to all be washed because... Did I mention last week I was doing this dinner for about 200 people, formal dinner in a building that has no kitchen, which tells you that in order to wash the dishes, you have to load 9 million dishes into your car and drive them all home and wash them there and then truck them back somewhere else. So currently I have all of it in my house. Like Everyone's all of favorite it, stage. All over everywhere on my porch, in my this kitchen. This was a phase that... But let me tell you the next thing though is I'm having like 30 people to dinner tomorrow night, and I have this happening in my house. Tomorrow? No, I'm. Ha- this is a different dinner. I'm doing like 30 tomorrow and 40 on Tuesday. So I've got like back what to back. What is it for? Oh, this is a different like it's a class that Ben is teaching and he's gonna be out of town. So um, he's invited them all to come for dinner, which is great. It's fun, and I was very. Well, he's gone. No, no, before he leaves. He would be gone for oh, the class. I was like, that seems like a very <laughs> odd move. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town. So why don't so the go 40 of you go wife. to my wife's house for dinner? <laughs> and two nights in a row because I'm going to be gone for two nights. <laughs> no, no, he's going to do the lecture. Ooh, doggy. Uh, we're going to do dinner and a lecture because he's he'd be gone the day that ordinarily they would have right. a lecture. So that we're makes... just going to do it at, at the house, oh, which is good. great. And <clears throat> and he, you how know, many people are you having? Four, thirty and then forty. I think it's thirty. What are you going to make? It might be twenty-five to thirty. Um, well, and then the next night is soup night, which everybody loves. We like doing that one. Um, but that one we also have to celebrate Judah's birthday at it because. It's his birthday. Well, the next day it's his is birthday. Is that Wednesday or Tuesday? Town. No, this is Monday, then Tuesday, then, then Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, but all of this would have, have been soup great. on Wednesday. Oh, I was, can I borrow your rice cooker again? Not for Wednesday because I need no, it No, but I just Wednesday. need it on Tuesday, maybe. Hey, if I get it by Wednesday, I'm Crap. good. By Wednesday. You can use it Monday or Tuesday. But Tuesday Wednesday, and then give it back. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. 
Um, it's still at my house from the last. Yeah, so I was gonna have to. Anyway, so my point is, the dinners actually are gonna be pretty low key, but it's the mound of dirty dishes that is taking over my life. That is right now the sore spot because I remember this phase when I used to do events when I still lived at mom and dad's house Mm -hmm. because I would always feel like, "Whew, did it, finished." And mom would be like, what about those 40 bins in the basement? I'd be like, I'll handle that later. <laughs> mom is a far more diligent make it happen yesterday person. So, yeah. But now I see her point. Now I no, see you it. You have done. to do it right but away. But see, I have like 200, it was probably like 200 dinner plates. We did an appetizer plate and a dessert plate. So that's like 400 of those. And then it's all the wine glasses. And then... All the serving pieces and yeah. platters and bowls and every, anyway, everything is it's in a giant things. heap. Too it's many in of a the heap. things. Just crates and everything, but it was fun. It actually went well. So mostly, I I'm thought my have best to just tell uh, my, the guests to deal with the. Actually, they were all at the dinner, so they'll all understand. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm sure that that will be fine. I'll be like, pick your way across my threshold. Yeah, find your way in. Sit on a box. Once of dirty you get dishes. here. I was going to try and make that, um, well, I don't know what I'm going to make. What were you going to try to make? What I was thinking of making, the mood that the weather is giving me, is Mm. that um, really great Jamie Oliver stew that is like a, he uses a beef shin. I can't be a party to that, but I use other cuts of meat. Isn't a shin, is it with the bone? And the marrow, remember. probably? I don't remember. But I just use other beef. But it's a really glorious stew that you put cinnamon sticks and rosemary sprigs in. Oh, it sounds and like... let it... I forgot about that. sounds oh, like a so Spanish... Good. Like a Spanish short ribs kind of thing. Yeah, Those and it's really got, good. like, a lot of tomatoes. And it's it just orange zest in really it. It's really good. No. I make a Spanish short ribs based off of something we had at a restaurant mm-hmm. that has a little bit of cinnamon in it. It's like tomatoes... Like the beef short ribs, but I do the country style short ribs, which is really, they're boneless. They're like, I think mm-hmm. they're slices of yeah. chuck or something. I don't know what they mm-hmm. are. They're, they're like some kind of a slow cooking meat that's sure. like in a long, you know, the country pork ones is uh-huh. pork shoulder. And I don't know what it is in beef. But anyways, they I put it in a Dutch oven with the, it's like sauteed onion and grated carrot and then tomato and then. There's a little bit of cocoa powder in it and some cinnamon and some orange zest. And then, like, you, you put up fresh herbs in it. This sounds and similar except for not really the cocoa and orange. The orange zest. And then you top it with a little bit of orange zest and, like, parsley all Ooh, mixed up together. That sounds good. And you ha- it's really good. Yeah, this and it's one super good with that. you have, like, polenta and then this. See, yeah, I do this so one good. served over the top of smashed potatoes. And the smashed potato recipe you do with, like, cream cheese and butter and salt and pepper and some of the potato water that. And yeah. you don't have to peel the potatoes, so they're, like, chunky. You use red ones, boil them, yeah. and then smash them with potato water and a boatload of butter and cream cheese and salt and pepper. So they're very luscious. But then you put the stew over the top. It's really quite tasty. Sounds good. But I don't know when I would do that because I have to teach all morning, so. So weird, weird recipe alert. This is something that I got off of the New York Times. Okay. Which are so snobby. 
been using their app for years, and it's a great app for free, but they suddenly decided they were worth money and put up a paywall, which is really <laughs> stupid because they were a great app for free, but I can't bring myself to want to pay sure. them for it. But a recipe that I got off of there was one for like a baked cabbage and sausage thing. Okay. And it's so simple, and it is so ridiculously delicious. And okay. it is like a whole, a whole, well, I do for our family, two heads of green cabbage sliced thin and they say you can like blanch it but I did I have done it both ways and it doesn't really matter if you don't if you just pack it into a Dutch oven not blanched and then calls for sausage but I use the chicken sausage because it's really like links or no like there's like a Sarno's Italian it's like a hot Italian chicken sausage that's in like a one pound okay and uh, it's not cooked already. It's a raw okay. sausage. You crumble it all across the cabbage and uh-huh. then lay, like layer it, cabbage okay. and sausage, with salt and dot it with some butter on the top. Put it in the Dutch oven for like three hours at 300. Okay. And it is ridiculously good. Like the cabbage all taste, like my kids are crazy for it. We have it with, if you have it with good bread and like mustard, if you want mustard on the bread, like a grainy mustard. Weird. What you're telling me is weird. I don't do the mustard so much because I'm not a huge fan, but like Lucas, no, it's it's shockingly delicious. Huh. Like the cabbage that baked with the sausage that whole time, and it is like the fastest dinner in the universe to make and make a lot earlier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're like done. It's in the oven. We did it when like the boys had wrestling. Like they left yeah. that in the oven, so when we come home, it's just oh, like yeah. bread in this hot. It's it's so good. That does that's well. It sounds different for sure. <laughs> it actually is good. I mean, I believe you. It. I believe you. But that when it cooks, the so it's like very juicy because the okay. cabbage and the everything yeah. merges. But the cabbage like tastes like sausage, huh. and it's really tender, like buttery, like the butter tenderizes oh, it or something. It's really good. I should I should give this one a whirl. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I tried the one you told us about before with the potatoes and cabbage and sausage, and it was a hit. Everybody liked Sauteed it. Sauteed the cabbage mm-hmm. on top of yep. the stove. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's that's it another good. one that you basically didn't have to think of doing. Yeah, it was you great. You just whiz off with I it at the last minute. I used those chorizos and broiled them, and yeah, it was, it was good stuff. Yeah. So, I the thing I thought we should talk about, okay. unless I'm jumping the gun, am I? You, you know, you talk about it, and we'll see. We'll just see if I feel like participating. No, it just occurred. <laughs> Here I go. Timing. So it just occurred to me that we should talk about this. So I have four daughters and three sons. Yes. So there's a lot of opportunities for sibling-based trouble, which you don't really you have don't a lot say. of that. But, no, but, I mean, I still just think it's interesting. So my my third daughter... I have, like, my first and my fourth daughters really into knitting and fiber artsy things. They all have different varying degrees of interest, but Lena and Blair are... Blair's, like, driven to know how the pattern works and what's happening and tell me more about this. So she's the youngest. So one of my girls in the middle said casually one day, I don't really like knitting. Like, I don't like knitting. Mm -hmm. It's not something I'm into. And... This, it just occurred to me that this is a great thing to talk about because I told her, I was like, no, come here. Not allowed to say that. And she's like, you will like knitting. No, I told her you I don't actually must. care. Yeah. You commit not be forever. a Jankovic unless no. you like knitting. <laughs> what I said was, 
I bet I know what you meant when you said that. And what you meant is, I don't like it as much as Lena and Blair. Like, I don't actually like it as much as them. I said, but you're too young to go closing any doors like that. I said, you leave the doors open. So, like, there's no, I'm not, like, we did the same thing with one of our kids saying, I'm not good at writing. It was like they had a couple down composition (laughs) papers. (laughs) They're like... I'm not any good at writing. And we're like, nope, not allowed to say that. Not allowed to tell yourself that. Well, not allowed to. Just, just insert though. I think this is because we have long had a thing, you and I and the broader family, that you really shouldn't pigeonhole your children. Yes. And you shouldn't let your children pigeonhole themselves because it's very easy for them to do it really young and decide. And I'm no, sure, and, and I'm sure I we told, all have memories of things that we just were too worried to try or go. Or, or sometimes you heard it though. You interpreted as a kid something that nobody ever meant that way. Yeah. To mean something. And I and I told her at the time, I said, you know what? I And this is, I grew up thinking that I was not artistic, that you were the artistic one. But nobody ever said that to me. Nobody yeah. ever uh-uh. was saying... It was just that Becca was four years older than me and drew for leisure more than yeah. I did. Like, you right. were more compelled to sketch something. Yeah. And you were older, so you were way better than I was because sure. you were four years older. So, obviously... But at some point, I was like, I'm not good at that. And yeah. I just... And I didn't do it. And what I what I told Chloe was that I was like, my word... When I was much older, I realized I probably was far more artistic than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And that I wish that I had not wasted that time of thinking I sure. couldn't do it. Because yeah. it was like, you know, yeah. nobody told... It's not like an important thing that you sketch. I mean, no. it's not... But at the same time, I had a false impression of my abilities. Yeah. Because I was... Mm-hmm. Made some little... And then we've all known people like that where they oh, yeah. let their kids be the... Like, oh, you're the funny one. And you're, you're the pretty the, one. You're the you're pretty the... one, and this one's the smart one, and that one's the silly one. And yeah. and I was like, oh, it's my goodness. It's hard for kids to break out of that if you do that. And But on the other hand, all your kids are going to be very different, and there's nothing wrong with noticing their differences. It's just that, like, when you label them, then they, they really will just live up to that. And especially mm-hmm. when you're – or or they will try to find their own little niche where – they can be this their is own. the thing that I can do to I'm distinguish actually really myself. Into, yeah, I have to have a separate field of work because right. we can't all just be in the same in the right. same. And I've seen like girls that got really like tragically boxed into being athletes, for instance, or tragically boxed into being like into math, or yeah. tragically <laughs> boxed in. It just happens. And, and so they, what they, I they told really Chloe, get out. Like it's very Chloe totally understood this. Like, she was just 100% fine with that. I said, I don't actually care if you don't love any. Like, I really don't. Like, you're, but the yeah. funny thing I was like, but the thing is, you actually do. You know how to do it. Yeah. You like it. You're interested in it. You just noticed yeah. that your younger sister is more whizzed up about reading a pattern than you are. Uh-huh. And it was like, huh, I don't really, I'm not that person. So right. I must be something else. And so, anyways, I'm just going to say that that was something that, that I, that we are fairly aggressive at saying you're not allowed to do that. Like, don't close those yeah. doors. Like, you, yeah. you're not gonna. Yeah, because you really are still exploring and trying to figure out what you're good at. No, and you and you should have total freedom to come I think around. How many kids are in college and they have no idea what they're good at? They're drifting around. They still don't no. know who they are, what they. You know, so it's absurd to like 
closed doors when you're in third grade. No, and I've told her, I said, you know, who knows? You might want to come back around to doing something. And I don't want you to have to overcome your ideas about who you are first. Like, like that's, it's fine with me if you don't feel Mm -hmm. like knitting right now. And it's fine with me if you never come back to really being passionate about knitting. But don't start saying, yeah, don't start telling yourself that's not me. I'm not into that. And she totally understood it and was like, yeah, that's true. Like, she totally thought that she was just thinking, I'm not like those well, two. And, and I do think, though, sometimes when kids start doing that, they are looking for, what is my thing? Like, I'm not yeah. that. What am I? You know, like, mm-hmm. so. Well, and I've tried to be, she's the one that I'll let play on the other sewing machine because she likes to try sewing doll clothes uh-huh. and stuff. She has a different, she has all kinds of interests in uh-huh. other fields. Like, she's, you know yeah. what I mean? She's not uh-huh. sitting around not liking to do what other people are doing. Yeah. But it's just, a, it just struck me as something that I think is important. That is not letting your kids, and and this is a thing, if you've ever heard of, like, delight-driven homeschooling, or, like, things that's, yeah. like, we're going to let you choose your own curriculum in life, mm-hmm. or, like, we'll find out what your gifting is really early. Mm-hmm. I hated grammar and English and stuff when I was yeah. young. And then I suddenly liked it when we were diagramming sentences. Yeah. And then I didn't care. I feel like I had went through many phases. Oh yeah. And I came out the other end. I'm actually do write and do that. I like it. It's actually a field that yeah. I, out of all the fields of early elementary, it's the one I'm most involved in yeah. currently. But it, but I hated it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me very thankful that it wasn't up to my levels of delight whether or no. not I kept on doing it. No. I would have been that like... That would have been a poor choice for all of us if we had just gone to drift down whatever we wanted well, to do. Right? Because you think we weren't actually very wise. No. We also had no idea. Anything. Really what we did. Uh, it, yeah. It's just... A no, problem. and that's the thing that I think is important to just keep the guardrails on in those situations mm-hmm. until, you know... Yeah, it's like, no, you are going to just... No, you're not going to specialize and become just a musician at this age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. Although, I have to say, there are some kids... Well, like, I guess the thing is, college kids are really in this moment where they are trying to pick. Like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I would just ask everyone to think to yourself, am I working in the field that I got a degree in? And most people are not. Or... It might be, like, sure, you're in the same field, but now you're in management. You're not in, you know, like, where it's like... You're not doing what you thought you'd be doing. Yeah. And why did I bring that up? I I cannot remember. There was a reason, but it's kind of You were talking about choosing your fields to work in. Yeah, but... This still got nothing. I... (laughs) There was something. We'll have to rewind. You know what? Well, I'll I'll listen to it later when I'm trying to think what were we saying and like I need a summary. What did we talk about? And then it will come back to me because I'll have that chain of thought leading up to it. Okay. No, I got distracted thinking about something else. I took my I took one <laughs> turn too far in the detour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! That's really funny. No, but it is true. Like while I'm on that subject, it is true that we. Um, Many people are not actually working in the field they got a degree in, but that doesn't mean it was not a very useful time, right? You learned so much stuff in your college years that prepared you for whatever you're doing, right? Not necessarily in the directly qualified, qualified you directly. So 
all the stuff that you are learning and making your kids learn and everything else. It, it doesn't all, matter if you don't see that. it being really something yeah. you're going to use every day later. Right. And I just think there like are... Like, how much do I use Latin? Not much. Well, probably more than some things, but not much. No, there's a whole... There, you do, actually. Mm, I'm trying to think of something that I don't use that I had to do in elementary school. Would you, you know like to know? I did write a book about this, Rachel. Oh, you did. Well, I, I did. know how I use Latin sometimes. No, it's not that. But I was you, never you good at tell Latin. You. Let me it tell was you your... something, though. Mm. This is what I said. Teach me. In my book. Yeah. Teach me. Teach me. <laughs> I will hey, teach you. Hey, classical me. I will teach, teach you classical me. No, here's the thing. <laughs> if you have to go through this, the exercise of learning another language, it is organizing your mind in a particular way. <clears throat> and so... If you have, like, forgotten all the Latin you ever learned, it does not mean that it did not form you into having the kind of mind that you have. So, for instance, if, like, this was an example I used in my book. You know how there's that whole thing about Eskimos having all the however words many snow. thousand words for snow? And I thought <clears> it was, like, 27. Yeah, there's a lot. And if you think about how many words we have for snow, it's like, you, there's, like, slush... Corn, snow, hail, powder. Freezing rain. Powder. What's the big snowball kind? Probably. Yeah, see, we don't have a word. But the thing is, is like, you know how sometimes it comes down in those big, wet, like, big globs, And sometimes it's those tiny, like, really cold Uh, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes... That, like, glitter snow Sometimes, yeah, it glitters. The whole air glitters. And then sometimes it's, like, you know... And so, now, think of if you were an Eskimo... Uh-huh. And you had a name for that particular kind of snow. It actually makes you see the snow more. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't just say, oh, look, it's snowing. You'd have to be more precise. You'd have to, like, sure. hang it on a peg in your mind. Yeah. And as soon as you learn the word for it, you actually see it differently after sure. that. So when you learn another language, you've actually just organized your mind one more step. So the example Ben always uses, and it's funny, is... Um, the, like, imagine if you did not know what deja vu was, but you experienced it. Like, you mm. didn't have a word for it. It just happened to you. Like, you would be going along, and then it's weird, and then it's not, and then it's like, yeah. what was that? And it would be very unsettling, but as soon as somebody tells you, oh, yeah, that's deja vu, then you feel better about it because you have a word. Like, mm. you have a thing to hang it, uh, there's a hook to hang it on in your mind. Yeah, and, sure. And now, when, it, when you experience it, now you have a word for it. And right. it settles it in a way. Or, like, there's the German word, um, friend shaman. Yes, feeling embarrassed for others. Yes, when you're, like, painfully embarrassed on behalf of someone else who isn't embarrassed, but should be. This is a word for talent shows. Talent shows. Mm-hmm. There he is up there with his squeaky trumpet and you not just, being you embarrassed. You just can't even. You can't and you're, make like, it through a lot. dying, yeah. dying, dying in the Actually, in the probably stands. most handbell concerts. Or frequent feelings that teenagers have about their mom singing loudly to the radio. Uh, or the something. mom who just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the kid is like dying of vicarious embarrassment. Well, the Germans have the word for it, which is friend shaman. And as soon as, like, we've all experienced that feeling, but when we yeah. don't have a name totally. for it. But as soon as you have a name for it, then then the feeling itself becomes more um, crystallized and you recognize it when it happens. And then and you so, can identify it and move on from Right. It. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that like you, by taking Latin all the years that you took it, you are able to distinguish 
between I was running versus I ran. Right? You those are there's a nuance there. Right. And by having to jump back and forth between two languages and learn it, you it can say continuous him. action in the past versus completed action in the past. Right. And and then you speak in English more precisely because your mind has actually been shaped and formed by right. the study of Latin. I so think all that, I'm saying is I that you that might not have to dig out your vocab all that often, but you have had a sort of a sure. sharper edge put on but your... But I've always felt that I was personally a failure at the languages. That's what I mean, is that I didn't excel at the Latin. <laughs> I both with Latin and Greek. I got to where I could translate it, mm-hmm. but could not explain to people why. I, like, I remember in my right. NSA Greek final translating a section and having my teacher, my instructor Schwann at the time, was like very good. Like, now tell me why did you translate this that way? And that me being like, because <laughs> it felt like the thing to do when I saw it. I just intuited. I intuited, I intuited it. Yeah. But and, but the, my point was not that I know that Latin is valuable. We got on a major rabbit trail because I was trying to say that there's things that I didn't use in element that I don't currently use in elementary school that were still very good and formative well, in my are, life. Yeah, and I'm saying, and I, and I want to connect this to something completely unrelated, though. Can I do that? Do you mind? Probably not. Okay. Because when I think of whatever I was going to say, I'm just going to. You're just going to. I'm going to launch. That. Okay, it's the thing. It's the thing <laughs> that mothers experience that sorrow of forgetting your babies. Oh, it's yeah. that feeling of like, I don't even remember you when you were two. Like, I mean, sure. like you would be very familiar, but you changed and I don't know, you know, yeah. like, and sure. that moment when you see it, where you just want to soak it up forever. Like, I yeah. hope I never forget this, Yeah. but you already are forgetting it. Like yeah. it's already getting lost. Yeah. We had this moment at Moses just turned two and at the Sabbath dinner where we had his little birthday party, grandpa Jim. So my grandpa his yeah. great grandpa prayed and he prayed yeah. for him just a wonderful prayer yeah. that he would you know it was wonderful I can't even remember what he said but yeah. it was wonderful <laughs> yeah and then when he finished Moses yelled amen and it was yeah. like this moment where you're like <gasps> like the yeah. sweetness of this except for that I've already forgotten what it was yeah. that grandpa like and you know you're already like it's just yeah. fleeting it's just leaving yeah. or you find your baby clothes or whatever and I was just thinking about that how you didn't lose that. Like, that was part of a story that uh-huh. you, you're, it shaped how you feel about this person yeah. today. But just because you don't know how you got shaped does not mean that you lost it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it means that this is, plus I always think that that's part of just the, having eternity in your heart. Yeah. That this Very is much. the longing for eternity yep. is like, how can I not hang well, on to it, any of this? That's just the struggle with finitude because it's like, we can't grasp it all. We are, No. And we can't even think about know. it or we get sick. Like yeah. we get so <laughs> sad and depressed. Like we would love to transcend time, but we cannot, we are stuck inside. And we're like, Oh no, <laughs> we're just getting old and we're losing track of everything. And it's I was not noticing that, that verse when Jacob goes to Egypt when Joseph they found out you know and he's like goes, my days are short <laughs> yeah Pharaoh says how old are you or something he's like 130 years have been the days of my pilgrimage short and evil have been the days of my pilgrimage <laughs> it's like it's been hardly a minute and it's been awful and I was saying this to one of my teens the other night. He was like, ah, I'm not getting everything done that I just feel like I'm behind on all the things I should have started There's by so now. There's so many things this behind that you're like, just we're in the teens right now. Cry me and I was like, I was like, let me read you a verse from Jacob. <laughs> I was like, you're experiencing 
humanity. He has a piece to speak to you. <laughs> so I am welcome to human speaking of that. This is a moment. This is another moment bordering on my, on my, uh, when Rachel cannot rely on her intuition, but, but is tempted to anyways. Okay. I, Are you I about am, to freewheel it? A little I, yeah. Bit? Majorly. Okay. I am not a Levitical scholar. Oh yeah. You're but about, we just, oh, you're going to freewheel it. I'm majorly going to freewheel it. Levitical speculation. Speculation. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Hebrew scholar nor a Levitical scholar. But nor we just, the son of a Levitical. No, scholar. nor related to one at all. But we. But we just read Leviticus. Yeah, we're related to people who probably know more about it than we do. Well, we should call them up. Actually, I did. I did. <laughs> I did call Dad up to be like, "Here's what I feel. Is this something that you think is accurate?" Yeah, because, okay. so. So there's this discussion because we re- we all read Leviticus together in the Bible reading challenge, and Leviticus is full of shenanigans. And I will say that this is the thing that has been so fun about the Bible reading challenge to me is that I could have read Leviticus by myself and not wrestled with a solitary aspect of it. Like I could have sure. just breezed through it. But when other people express concern. Well, not even necessarily concern, comment. Like when they're like, oh, don't you just see this? And you're like, no, I don't. (laughs) But then I have to think about it because it's, you know, and then you end up reflecting on the scripture way more than you would have because you're actually having to think about why do I feel that way about this? Right. Well, it was just, it made me think about these people because the whole issue of you being unclean you know, like you All have a baby and then All you're unclean the for a while. And then you're unclean whenever you're on your period. You're unclean for... There's a lot less privacy these days mm-hmm. in Leviticus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the announcements no. that you would have been needing to share with the community about mm-hmm. your uncleanness seem yeah. a little like an overshare. But <laughs> but the point is, there's so much uncleanness that people were kind of saying, yeah, it's not as bad as that because it wasn't that big a deal to be unclean. Because okay. it was so common, it was not that big of a deal. Okay. Well, then this has me just thinking, I don't think so. I think it was a big deal to be unclean. Okay. Tell me, don't you think it was a big deal to be unclean? Yes. Because I'm thinking the whole point was that you were people called out and set apart. Like, the whole mm-hmm. point was that. And that God was dwelling among them well, with the tabernacle. All of the laws between... Everything is about clean, unclean. And it's all about horizontal separations this is clean, this is not clean, which was all to point to the vertical separation, which is clean and we not are clean. unclean. Uh, he, yes. You know, like the horizontal distinctions was meant to reinforce the vertical. Right. And the, but the whole thing that I think I was saying is people were, and then it, it reminded me of like Galatians. Okay. So Galatians, dad mentioned this and I thought, yes, that's what I mean. In Galatians, Paul's saying, why are you trying to get the poor Gentiles to follow this law? You know, and he says like, yeah. when, when neither us nor our fathers could bear it. Like mm. we could not survive with this level of, mm-hmm. and, and I think everybody thinks like, well, no, that'd be unreasonable if the woman who was on her period was not in the home. Like it would be unreasonable to say you can't mm-hmm. touch her or you shouldn't be near her or she can't prepare food. That'd be unreasonable. So it can't have been that way. But I think that this was their whole life. Like at least when they were in the wilderness, they were getting manna every day still. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. weren't exactly building cities and doing all the agriculture. They were like, the whole thing that was happening was the tabernacle, you know, like trying to be clean, trying to be set apart, trying to be, and I'm sure there were people that were not uh, desiring holiness, but if you think of 
if you were desiring to be holy. And you know all the people saw that, the first sacrifice, God consuming it in the fire. Mm-hmm. And that they all, says that everybody shouted and fell on their faces. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know they were aware of yeah. uh, active presence of God. Yeah. So you would think you wouldn't be too cash pants about it. Right. I don't know. Plus, we continued to be the Levitical pants. moment. Yeah, right. That <laughs> the moment when your house was declared free of leprosy, uh-huh. which is probably like a mold or something, right? Because it talks about the leprosy being mm-hmm. in the warp and the weft of the woof, yeah, yeah. the warp and the woof of the cloth. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but dipping a live bird in the blood of the bird you sacrificed and carrying that through the house with like cedar branches and stuff. I was thinking. That is a scene right there. <laughs> like, like, and to oh, yeah. do that to make it clean. Yeah. Think of a freaking oh, yeah. out bird covered well, in blood. I always think of the amount of blood at the tabernacle and the just the sounds and the, you know, like the experience of having your impression of holiness is like mm-hmm. a slaughterhouse. And... But with a great deal of ceremony and so forth. But, oh, and, and it's always when, like putting the blood on your ear and your big I know, toe. But, but and, you yeah. think about like when David in the Psalms talks about like going to worship God and loving going to the house of God. And, and, everything. It, and saying that the and statutes like, of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. No, but I just mean like all the, the smells yes, and the sounds yes. and everything. That's what holiness smelled like, felt like, sounded like to David and when right. he talks about delighting to go to the house of God and mm-hmm. rejoicing in the worship of God it's like this was a very different not the same thing. thing one of my friends pointed out like reading Leviticus just makes me think like why do we think God doesn't really care what we do in worship <laughs> <laughs> run that by me one more time he's like if, if we know that it's different with a new high priest but it's not it's not a different God or a different level like he doesn't care about holiness now well you know that's the thing that's so ridiculous Ben was remembering the other day um when he was just becoming reformed and struggling with all the trying to make it work and he felt like he was gonna have to bite the bullet and become reformed so he went to a different pastor who trouble was not cometh. and said like I just need some help with this and the guy was like oh yeah 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 <laughs> and he said yeah I, I've studied it it's all good so Ben said right well help me with this and he opens his bible to Romans 9 hands it across to the guy and he's like help me with this one and the guy looks at it for a minute and he goes oh yeah we didn't we didn't talk about this and he shuts the bible pushes it back to Ben and goes, but do you really think God would say that? <laughs> and Ben was like, like evaluate your body language. And evaluate said, it. Just the action of closing the Bible, pushing it back to him and saying, but do you really think that God... And Ben was like, Total that's closure. the moment where I knew I'm done. I'm hosed. Like, if this is the best he can offer, I can't. And like, Luke did the same thing. He had the same, <laughs> the same series of meetings about becoming post-mill with other with it, where he was like here's what I thought I read this I, you know like he was like yeah. what do you have to say and the pastor was just like mm, can't help you there <laughs> and he was like well great like <laughs> I came to you thinking Hoping. that you would have more of a defense against but this I than I would but I just mean the whole like do you really think oh God, God cares like, what we I'm do I'm just quoting worship? the serpent at you. Do you really do you think he, think he said that? I doubt I don't know it. I doubt he did. <laughs> Pretty oh, sure. Oh, my word. It's so bad. That, it is, 
it is really funny. But the big thing that's so awesome was we read Leviticus alongside of Hebrews. And Hebrews, it's so beautiful. I said this on the There's Facebook page. There's a lot page. of amazing pairing. I said this on the Facebook page, but I really think that Leviticus is like the bones of grace. And Hebrews is like the stock that happened after they yeah. got boiled for a long time. Because uh-huh. it's the same story. And it's the same yeah. thing. But now it's all just grace. Like, now it's, like, nourishing, encouraging Uh grace. And then you look at it, and you're like, what? Uh Like, how could I eat this pile of bones? You know what I mean? Like, how could we be nourished by this? I have to say, though, this is not nearly as spiritual of an observation as yours. But as I'm reading it, I keep thinking, like, I just wish I could get a snapshot of what the culture would have been sort of like because you have like all right in Leviticus or in well Hebrews? no just like a few steps out from it because you've got all the badger skins covering the tabernacle that were dyed red yeah dyed red and goat skins yeah. and stuff and I'm like okay so somewhere somehow you have to have division of labor necessitates you have the guys who are out catching the badgers mm-hmm. and like, someone's making you're dye on, you're on the badger mm-hmm. detail. And you're on. You're gonna, you're gonna make the brass couplings yeah, that are couplings gonna link together the, the panels and, yeah, of the yeah. You're gonna get the selvages, but then hitched up with the brass. But the rings. selvages are so fancy. And, yeah. And you think who I, who is running the looming and operations? Obviously, I'm interested. Gold wire. And you're like, yeah. this is some serious like, making gold into something that can be woven is an activity. Well, of and its own. covering everything in gold. I'm like, there were these. There must have been incredible you know like I was wondering like shops in the wilderness like they had to have had oh, shops yes. like forges forges and, and people yeah. like weaving like setting up but you wonder how much of what somebody commented this in the group I thought it was kind of rad how much of the stuff that they brought out of Egypt was their work that they would have been doing as slaves like that surely it was skilled labor from Egypt all of because they were slaves so they would have but did but they then, bring because because like the weaving they, they had to can stuff. you imagine crossing through the Red Sea with, with Pharaoh and all his army on your heels hauling your anvil or maybe you had to start <coughs> over when you got to the other side but the thing is like this but is how did you make me. an anvil in the wilderness you know you're reading like in the book of Esther about the crazy feasts that Xerxes is giving and I'm like who is the guy running the kitchens no for those wouldn't people. it be good to know I want to know I'm who like, was running this beauty treatment camp that yeah, was so intense yeah. because it's like we're gonna have three months on Basically, myrrh or whatever what was it three mur- months who's on the, who's the lady the the like famous editor of Vogue who was the real dragon um mm. you know who uh, I mean yeah I it's do. sort of like did you have that the equivalent of that in Babylon? Well, or, well, no, it was not in but Babylon. It has was to it? have been because wasn't it? Wait, was it was it myrrh that they had? There were a couple three months or something. Yeah, but like, how no, many ways do you that, do myrrh? But I'm like, you know, <laughs> the thing about the guy who has to get four thousand oxen hot on the table at the same time. You wonder who's that guy? No, and and it would be like. Think the of queen the would just be like, I'm going to throw a banquet now. Yeah. And you're like, but who's really doing it? Yeah. 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 And Give I'm like, me the word on like, those or people. Think about what if you were like the guy who was in charge of the plant nurseries in ancient Babylon for the hanging gardens? You know, like mm-hmm. who's the gardening expert? Somebody was starting the plants and was taking care of them and mm-hmm. was being the, you know. <laughs> Wasn't it in Babylon? The, the, who's the guy the, feeding the lions? Is it in, is in, it in Herodotus? Den? 
<laughs> is it? Yeah, right. They never so taking care or of Or that him. poor guy that died stoking the furnace so yeah. hot. <laughs> that was a rough day at the at work. <laughs> you know the uh, so. Is it in Herodotus that terrible, the terrible bit about the people? You know, all the women had to take their turn at being the oh temple my gosh, prostitutes. The prostitutes. This is like one of the worst so socially bad. awkward things you can imagine ever. Well, but it, well, it was in Babylon, right? That uh-huh, he's talking about. It. He's uh-huh. like on the steps of the temple. It was a requirement of the religion. Every woman, Every woman had to take a turn at being a temple prostitute. And you had to stay there. Until, and you had to stay until there you until hired. you got hired. And so then it was just like a little one-off comment about the women that were the <laughs> so <ones> sad. <laughs> it's like the worst stuck there. women who were stuck on the temple steps for, for years. Time. Years. Every day going to the temple to check if you'd be hired as a temple prostitute yet again and getting passed over and you think no part of that is okay like no the sadness no. of having to go prostitute yourself I just, can i just say but but I, at no, that but time the feminists are so so provincial because it's like, <laughs> do you have any truth. idea about how feel women put have upon, had to live? <laughs> I feel put upon that men don't have to sit down to go to the bathroom. Sort of that. Hashtag why. me too. Hashtag me too. Hashtag everybody fuss together now. Somebody wink to me too. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> and the thing is so bad about that. We were joking about my word. If men started some kind of a hashtag for any time a woman afflicted you with her immodesty. <laughs> You're like, hashtag me too. Hashtag why the boobs. Hashtag why have you done this to me? <laughs> Cleavage alert me too. Hashtag they're the worst. <laughs> Women are the worst. Women always do this kind I of thing. I was propositioned once. Women are the worst. <laughs> Somebody told me once that our daughters are facing, this is when they're just like, our daughters are facing pressure every day to have sex. And I was like, not nah, my daughters. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, no, this is when I was in high school. No, I was in college. But I was like, mm, nope. They shouldn't be. I was like, they might be if they're in all the places they ought not to be. So and I was like, do but, you have but you have to have them in a situation where they have a boyfriend like, who's have, trying to have sex with them and you, friends who think that's a good idea. But it's like, have you been letting them go hang out on the temple steps? Yeah, what part of this are you... Yeah, <laughs> are they waiting for someone <laughs> to pay them for temple prostitution? Because I can see how that would be pressure. Like, if they're sitting there and someone tossed the coin into their lap, sure, maybe they feel like they have yeah. to go. But why the temple at all? Why are we there? Anyways, my comment at this time to this woman was like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, I can say I was still unmarried at this time. I was in college. And I was like, I can safely say that I have never in my whole life been pressured to have sex. And I said, but that's because a lewd guy on the street is not pressure. No. Like you're talking about people closest to you are, you know what I mean? Like that there's some kind of a consequence of you not do you oh, know yeah. that you're like afraid of he'll break up with me if I don't do this and somehow that would ruin my but life see, both of us have have we have all been there where there's a lewd guy 
I was just there with the lewd guy in the Walmart parking lot not long ago who <laughs> sidled up behind me and became very <laughs> overly over helpful with anatomical, the dog <laughs> Anatomical and inappropriate is what he was. And unflattering and, in well, his way because he was of who trying, he was. He was trying to be mm-hmm. complimentary, but it did not... <laughs> I was so taken aback. I was talking to Rachel on the phone at the moment. And he came I got up, to be there for and it. And he came up to me, and I was holding a giant bag of dog food. And so I had my phone pinned to my shoulder what? with my ear. Oh, and then, so good. And he sort of sidles up right there in your blind spot, kind of. And I turned around, and, and he said something, and I was like, what? And, and he said it again, and I was like, Oh my word! And I turned around, just like what? And then, and then I'm like Rachel. Oh my gosh! But anyway, the point is, is that when you have that kind of, but that's moment, not the, It's not pressure. When you have that moment, it's like, do we blame all of mankind? Because if we do, then the men could just as easily blame all the women. For anyone who is flaunting themselves. Right. Like, how dare you? How dare you say this one sample is the trend of mankind? I mean, but the thing is, is yeah, it's true. A lot of men are pigs. That's true. I have to say, this connects to something. We've all seen it. Something that we probably don't need to talk Look about. Look how long we've been talking, Rach. This is like a world record. We've got to shut up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save that reflection that I was right about we were, to have for next like, time. I know. Should our tip be to stop podcasting <laughs> before it gets to 15 minutes? Before Christmas. We've got to oh! stop. Yeah, before Christmas, everybody stop. stop podcasting. Yeah, I'll give a quick Christmas tip because I'm committed Do to doing Do this. It. Yeah. Do it. One hot tip I have about Christmas is to go ahead and make a list of all of the things. This helps me. Maybe other people don't have my conscience problems, but okay. I make a list of all of the Christmas treats and things that we enjoy. Cookie-wise, like baking cookie, fun things at home. And then we take a family vote on the ones that are most important to us. Because it struck me once that in order to have a fun tradition, you don't have to do it every year. It's actually okay to do a gingerbread house every couple years. And everybody still loves it and thinks it's fun. And it's still a tradition, even if it didn't... Even if it's not like every single December. I have never gotten the gingerbread house because every time I've tried... Guess what I've... Oh, I know what happened. Guess where like, I've... Let's oh, make a Victorian yeah, palace. I know. Yeah. Like, um, I'm going to do, like, glass No, it's got to be windows, three stories. Three stories amber, with sugar glass. Amber yeah. sugar mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is... It, mm. So And then, surprisingly, it doesn't all come together because it takes too long. I still remember when Mom made a gingerbread house with us on East Street, and she closed a dinner glass onto the inside of it. Oh, yeah. Like, because she's trying to prop it up. And that we were, like, blown away by the chaos of having a dinner glass <laughs> stuck inside of the gingerbread house. And I still remember it being, like, it's lost inside of there. Like, I don't know what we thought. It was, like, a permanent structure. <laughs> but anyways, my point is, by having everyone in the family vote on the things that they're most excited to have, yeah. we don't have to repeat the things that we love every single year because like one year I make ninja bread boys they're the little okay. ninja gingerbread boys okay. which the kids think are really funny but every three years is plenty often enough for ninja bread boys to okay. make an appearance mm-hmm. so okay. I'm saying it was a Good. real relief to me when I quit thinking that I had to do like touch every base every year yeah. like yeah. no we're gonna true. have it be really fun and That's just good. do the things we care That's about good. yeah we do you have a tip we give a 30 no. second Christmas tip I've got no tips She's got no tips. 
I, I, yeah. What is, hmm. <laughs> this well, is the second time I pulled a blank tonight. Just tell me one of your Christmas treats. One. Do you always do Christmas sugar cookies? Treats. Uh, no, I don't always do sugar. We no. always make caramel. My kids are always, they always care about the caramel and we make it for people at Luke's work. One of the weird things that we thought was really odd in England at first and then I grew to love extremely was the mince pies. And that's surprising because I really don't like raisins featured in baked goods ever. But and this is now. essentially a raisin pie, which is like a horrible, horrible thought. But they are really... I don't know. Remember Grandma's matrimonial cake? Oh, I do remember that. But the thing is, is the mince pies were glorious. Like, people would give them to us everywhere we went with hot spiced wine. Like, even at the equivalent of the little dollar store. It was called the pound store. Mm. That we would take the kids to do the Christmas shopping for each other, which was hilarious. Oh, that's the tip. And there we would be, that. like, a little, a little card table set up in the back corner with mince pies and mulled wine. They were giving out mulled wine at the mm. dollar store. Anyway, and at church and at just everything. They would that's give them fun. to us. Starbucks had mince pies. And... They were, I just got so fond of them, and now that is kind of like the one thing. of those tastes of Christmas that I try, so to, I try to pull those out, but right. honestly, it never quite works here as well, and it's like, I feel like there's something about the weather and the place. I and just the, remember yeah. the first time I ever had it, it was at a beautiful little carol service in this uh, little stone we can't church. Compete with that. No, it was like yeah. stone church. I don't even think it had electricity. It was like yeah. it, had, it was candlelit mm. and it was cold and it was beautiful and then they brought out the mold wine and mince pies yeah, I just don't see I don't see and us competing like, with somehow that. Somehow it's just not quite the same, but but anyway, that's the kind of that's, that's one of those one. random Christmas The dollar treats. store you reminded me of that what we do and you did is we take our kids to shop for each oh, other yeah. at the it's dollar the best. store. It is it the best. is <laughs> Luke and I look at each other and we're like, You've got to be kidding me that we are spending sixty seven dollars on things <laughs> at the dollar store. <laughs> but it's so <laughs> but funny. it is worth every second it is, of it, it because we get all the kids can take their own little basket yeah. Yeah. and then they hang their coat over the basket. Yeah. And then we say, Go shop for your siblings. Yes. And they shop for us and for their siblings all in their baskets. And then yeah. they bring them up and we check them out and bag them separately and they take them. And they get to pick out their own wrapping paper at the dollar store also. And oh my word, the delight they get out of giving and receiving the yes. worst dollar store yes. gifts of all it is time so funny. is so worth it. And Shadrach one year, like a couple years ago, bought like... <laughs> he wanted like 20 of these little tiny footballs that were like <laughs> he had this huge basketball of them and he was like this one's for like he was gifting like people at church he had like a full <laughs> gift strategy for these footballs he was like I'm getting one for Nana one for Papa gonna have one for like he had a real dream so Luke was like we're buying them he needs to give me so he was like handing out footballs to random people but he wrapped them like in like wadded them up in Christmas paper and delivered them to everyone it was so, so fun I love it well we used to do the dollar store run but it was always it was a thing that Ben would do with them he would take them and it was the hilarious outing and oh, I it's outrageous I would stay home and do a bunch of wrapping while he was on this annual expedition so we would do the pound store in England and the dollar store here. well then um now the kids are old enough that they want to get each other like actual gifts. Something nice. So then there was a stretch of years where Ben would take them to the mall. We've spoken of our mall before yeah, about yeah. the great opportunities. That There's Bed Bath and are, Beyond Human yeah. Endurance. So what they would do else. is they would take turns going off to shop, and Ben with the whoever else was 
they who had, was being shopped they for. Would, they would go sit in the massage chairs in Bed Bath & Beyond. And I, I am humiliated that they sit in the massage chairs. I can't be a part of it. Oh, that's funny. But they would go sit there and then text pictures to me of them in the massage chairs while the others, like whoever was being shopped right. for, would sit uh-huh. there and then they would... Anyway, it's very funny. But all those little fun Christmas traditions that make the kids able to enjoy Give. the giving. Yeah. And one thing we did with Shad early on is, you know those Bob's, the soft peppermints? The big soft okay. peppermints? When he was really little, we gave him, we buy the big tub of those. Yeah. I still do it just for him, which is funny, but okay. a big tub of those soft peppermints. Yeah. And he takes them to the Christmas Eve service and hands them out to everyone. Like, he oh. goes on a tour saying Merry Christmas and oh, offering really those to people. But it, it was a random thing of, like, we, I think we did that a year when he was kind of I mean, he was like three or something, but he was probably kind of obsessing yeah. about what he was going to get out of Christmas. Oh, sure. And we were like, no, we're going to change the tune. You're going <laughs> to be the person who's going around handing stuff out and yeah. saying Merry Christmas. And, yeah. You know, so he does that. Now it's like every year he's like, where's my peppermints? <laughs> like That's really cute. And I, yeah, I love it. That kind That's of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Reckless expenditures at the dollar store. Worth yeah. every bit of it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's All right. The best we made it to 55 and... This is way too long. Don't push the button, Rachel. You have to wait till we actually say... She's going to cut us off mid-word. Ready? Do you want to say goodbye? Do you want to take it to a full hour? Well, no, let's just say goodbye. <laughs> and then you can push goodbye. the Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>